you know, I was just sitting here, and I was just, just thinking about complete <laughs> and total surrender. It is what I mean. It's, it it got to come a point in time in your Christian walk where you have to get total and complete surrender to God. It has to come. If you don't get to that point in your walk, your walk is going to forever be a struggle ever be a struggle and here's what I mean back in 2011 it's a small testimony I lost one of the closest persons to me I lost my mom and I wasn't in a church I wasn't into my Bible like I knew I should have been. I was into the world. I was drinking, smoking marijuana, popping pills, you know, just doing all type of ungodly things. I lost my mom and I knew one of two things had to happen. Either I needed to go deep into my Bible or I was going to go deeper into the bottle and it got to a point where I was going deep and I mean I was really I was going deep into that bottle and it's it's, 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 it's very interesting how God bring people in your life for a reason God bring people in your lives for a reason and there was this uh, guy I was working with at the time he, he was older than I was and you know he goes to church he was going to church and we would sit and be working on the line and just get to talking about God and the Bible and he would just look at me and hear, hear, hear my conversation and he'd tell me he told me he said man God got something special for your life, man. God got, God got a calling on your life. And I didn't understand what he was saying. I'm still trying to figure it out, right? That was it's 10 years. This is 10 years later. I'm still trying to figure out the calling that God has on my life. But he used to always tell me. And he said, man, I got something for you. Said I got this book. It's a ten, it's a it's a it's a forty day devotional. But what I want you to do when I give you this forty day devotional is I want you to fast on something. So I want you to fast on some, something that you love the most. Just fast on it. And at that time, the thing that I love the most was drinking alcohol. And so what I did, I told he told me about this particular devotional. I don't really want to name the devotional at the time but I told my wife I'm going home I told my wife about this you know about this uh, devotional this particular devotional and just so happened 
was sitting in the room and I was watching TV. And my wife come throw the book, the, the book on my bed. Say, this the one he was talking about right here? I was like, yeah, she says, that this thing just laying around the house for the longest. I ain't, I ain't ever even touched it. Here it go right here. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went to the store and I bought me a shot, a shot of liquor. It's uh, Remy Martin, VSOP to be exact. I, that was my drink right there, you know? So I got a little excited when I said that, but yeah, that was my drink. And I was like, put this on my nightstand. As soon as this 40-day fast is over with, I'm gonna take me a shot of this. First day, breeze. Second day, was a breeze. Third day was a breeze. I mean, during this whole 40-day devotional, you know, I would look over at the shot. And long story short, day 40 comes. And I did not have a desire to drink that shot. It just sat there on the nightstand. It sat there on the nightstand. Day 80 came. Yeah, day 80 came. And that shot was still sitting there on that nightstand. And my wife said, what are you, what you got that for, boy? You can't throw that away. You don't need that. You ain't about to drink no more. No. Thank God for good for good wives. You know, in the book in the book of Job, you know, when Job was going through his trials, you know, his his wife told him, go on and curse God and die, you know. Told him we just gonna give up. She told him to give up, you know. I thank God I didn't I don't I don't have a wife like Job. My wife ain't tell me to give up. My wife encouraged, she told me to give up that which was gonna harm me. But she didn't tell me to give up and so what it was in that 40 after after that 40 day devotional there was um one of the one of the one particular topic in there because i had this mentality that you don't need church in order to have a relationship with god you don't need to go to church and and you can just have a relationship with god you know from your from your own perspective and you can have an understanding with God. You can live your life how you want to live your life as long as you have a relationship with God, but that's not the case. Um, what is it? I ran into this brother some years ago, you know, and when I was, I was, I'm not, I was locked up and I had this Bible and I used to read my Bible when I was locked up in my, uh, I had this bunkie in there and what he told me he gave me a um an acronym said the, the holy bible you know it's an acronym it's like yeah he only gave you he only gave you basic instructions before leaving earth and i was like oh wow you know and so you and, and what i'm saying is you go into the bible and there's instructions and there's a structure and there's a certain way that God wants us to structure ourselves and to live our lives. We can't get caught up trying to live our lives according to the way that we want to live our life. There's a manual. The Bible is a manual. 
on how we should live our lives and what should what, what we should be doing and how we should be carrying ourselves and how we should be treating our fellow men and how we should be treating our brothers and our sisters you understand what i'm saying it's a it's it's it, there's instructions on how we supposed to serve god and worship god and love god in the bible we're we we're we're not supposed to be going around and and living our lives the way that we find fit god gave us instructions but he also told us in the book of revelations chapter 3 verse 20 that i stand at the door and i knock and if you let me in, then I will suck with you. And the door that he's talking about is the door to your heart. You know, you 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 have to let God in. God is not going to force himself on you. God is not going to force his love on you. You understand? You got to let God in. God wants you to love him at your own free will. That's the that's the beauty of it, right? So, but what once you come to that point, to where you going to God and you loving Him on your own free will, there's an expression that we always use, Christian folk. We Christian folk love to use, "Let go and let God." I mean, like complete surrender, man. Complete surrender, complete dependence upon God. Is 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 what we need to be doing and what we need to learn. I mean, no matter no matter how bad things might seem, please know that this is the same God that spoke. He said, "Let there be light," and there was light. So all God got to do is just speak, and all your problems will go away. But you, all you got to do is just not. All you got to do is open up the door. He, he waiting on you. He waiting on you. Complete surrender. I stand at the door and I knock. And if anybody, if you will open the door, I will come in and I will suck with you. Could you imagine, like, literally just imagine, you hear a knock at your door and it's God. He sat down. And eating with you and having a meal with you and y'all communion with y'all having communion with one another and that's special that's special but guess what every time we get down on our knees and we pray and we talk to God that's what we're doing we're communion with him we're having communion with him one on one devotion with him complete surrender is all he asks I just had that random thought on my mind and it was on my heart and I just wanted to share that with y'all and I hope that somebody is blessed by this. Like we serve a, a magnificent, beautiful, wonderful God. And I, I honestly I'm a I'm a student of Bible prophecy. I never like to say that. I'm a teacher, I'm a scholar, or any of that. I'm a student. I'm still learning. You know, I'm still going through the learning phase. But one of the things that I learned through, you know, Bible, through the Bible and Bible prophecy, 
is that we're we're given we're given certain jewels and we're told certain things that that's going to occur before the second coming of Christ. And when I say the second coming of Christ, what I, here's what I want you to understand right here. If you read the Bible and you get a full understanding of what that means when Christ is coming, the second coming of Christ, that means that he promised. This is when y'all talk about people talking about standing on the promises of God. These promises right here, he said there would be no more death. There would be no more pain. There would be no more sorrows. Says that he will wipe away every tears. You understand? So when I talk about the second coming of Christ, I'm not talking about uh, uh, doom and gloom. I mean, this is a this is a, a wonderful thing. You know, this is a beautiful thing. This is a beautiful event to look forward to. But we're told in Scripture and through prophecy that. Certain things are going to take place before his coming. And one of the things that's going to take place and one of the things that's going to happen to his people. In chapter 13 of Revelations, it talks about the mark of the beast. And everybody gets so caught up in, oh, what's the mark of the beast and how the mark of the beast look and all this other stuff. But that, that one thing get overlooked is the fact that it says that if you don't bow down to this entity that you ain't gonna be able to buy say don't say nothing about no mark of the beast coming no beast coming into your house and, and haunting you and, you know trying to flip over your mattress and going through your goods the mark of the beast is about worship and if you 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 don't bow down to this entity or this system because pretty much that's all it is. It's about uh, a political system. So if you don't bow down and you don't play ball with this particular political system, then you're not going to be able to buy. You're not going to be able to sell. You know, your your money. If you you can be a millionaire, and all of your money, everything will be irrelevant. And so during that time, the people of God will have to learn and have to have complete dependence upon God not no man, not the government, not the president or any political figure but God and so why not now? Why not now? Why not learn complete dependence upon God right now? Why not learn complete trust in him right now? Because if you're not, if you're not completely trusting in him now, completely leaning on him now, then how are you gonna be completely leaning and trusting in him when things get when things get hard? When the food run out and kids crying because they're hungry. You know, and and the bills, the bills might not get paid, and it's looking like you might not make it. Right now is the time to learn complete dependence upon God. And so when 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 these tragic things happen in your life, you know, I, I pray and I hope and I pray that everybody gets through it and I don't wish anything bad or anything tragic on anybody's life or anybody's loved ones. 
But when these things do happen to you in your life, please learn to lean on God and please learn to depend on God to get you through that. And from a personal from a personal point of view, don't turn to drugs, don't turn to alcohol because all you're going to do is wake up with a hangover and those same problems. God bless y'all. Have a good day.